Um, today we're here to talk about strays and joining me are Dan and Elaine. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Tell us a bit about what you guys do in the Welcome Centre at here at Wood Green so, and how long you've been here. Elaine, do you want to go first because you've been here forever? I've been here over 10 years. Let me tell nearly you 20? No, nearly <laughs> 20, 15-ish and a bit. It's 19. Yeah, it's 19. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm a pet advisor, so I help people find their perfect pet, in theory. And have you always done that, or have you done other stuff before? No, I've worked outside in the kennels, I've worked on small animals. Um, I don't think I've worked on cats. No, I haven't worked on cats, I couldn't remember, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, oh, you're so old. That's horrendous. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Moving on, Dan, <laughs> how oh. long have you been at Wood Green? About two and a half years now. Okay, so um, you're a baby. Yeah, a little Wood Green baby. Uh, I've been in the Welcome Centre um, with Elaine uh, for about the last year and a half. And before that, I worked at our Hayden Centre, working with the cats and with the fosterers. Ah. We better start this off by saying what the difference is between stray and abandoned pets, because it's a very different thing, isn't it? Very different, yeah. What's a stray pet? It's a dog or a pet that's been found that we doesn't potentially have an owner or we don't know where its owner is and uh, abandoned is it an owner just letting their pet go really probably yep. isn't always obvious at face value which category an animal falls into depending on the, the scenario but got a statistic for you okay double research too <laughs> somebody else did this um, there are 56,000, or there were 56,000 stray dogs in the UK in 2018. That really shocked me. That's the UK? Huge. I wasn't yeah. expecting you to say the UK, I was expecting you to say something much larger. 56,000 in 2018. And how many of those got reunited with owners? I don't get, I didn't get that far in my research. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would imagine most of those, surely. You'd hope so. But we know, all too well, doesn't always happen. No. Um, cats we couldn't actually find a statistic for. The statistic we actually found was that there are 10.9 million cats in the UK, actually slightly more than dogs, and 9 million of those are strays, which you can't imagine to be the case, right? There's a lot of um, elderly people inviting other people's cats into their homes and uh, feeding them and stuff, but 9 million seems a bit steep. <laughs> it does indeed. We'll start off with dogs, Elaine. Like, how do we manage stray dogs in terms of like our process? Um, we've got contracts with four some councils, count, four councils, yeah, four councils. Yeah. Um, and how does it work? So, when a dog comes into us, uh, it depends if a dog's been brought in by a member of public or the warden. Um, but we have to scan it for a chip. Um, if that chip's registered, we need to try and contact the details from that chip. Um, the dog's given seven days time in our kennels. Well, enough time for an owner to come and reclaim them. Um, if after that time they don't get reclaimed, then we put them up for homing. Okay. Do we hold the dogs for seven days? And then are we the legal guardian of the dog, or is it the local authority that's the... It's the local authority that's okay. the guardian of the dog. Um, okay. While it's doing its stray time, once that stray time's finished, then we become the legal guardian until it's rehomed. And do people get annoyed yes. that we've got their dog? <laughs> yes, they, they do. Well, they do, because it's often the case that the dog, they don't see the dog as being strayed because it's just got out of the gate or whatever. 
Um, but yeah, they do get annoyed and they get really annoyed about having to pay the stray fines and they think that we impose those fines and we don't. It's all down to the council. But I mean, those fines like help us take care of the yeah the animals, right? And they yeah. help the council be able to pick up that dog and transport yeah. it to somewhere safe and, and then we can look after fees. it. Yeah, and all yeah. their admin fees. So actually... I mean, that they can be pretty steep, though, right? If someone's only lost their dog for a few hours. But yeah. there's a lot that goes on in um, that time. And we are keeping their dog safe. And by sort of us existing and being able to take care of these dogs for seven days, we, you know, we can't... We need the money to be able to do that. We need the funding, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It costs a lot to keep a dog here. Absolutely. And you mentioned briefly about microchipping. Mm. Is it law to microchip dogs? Yeah, it's a legal requirement to have two forms of ID on your dog, so they must have a microchip and an ID tag with the owner's details on the tag. Um, I think there is, I think it's a, a fine of up to five hundred pound if those details aren't up to date. Wow! So it is really important to keep those details up to date. So if people move, they must keep those details updated. And obviously, much easier for us to reunite the yeah, dog with much, its owner if it's got a tag and/or a chip. Your dog ever strayed? Not officially. <laughs> you might have snuck out the gate a couple of times, but not officially. I've definitely heard this, that someone yes. that used to work with us picked up your dog in the village. Yeah, it might have been Alice who brought Baggins round to our house once. <laughs> <laughs> That's your big mastiff. Yeah, we didn't even notice he'd gone missing. Oh, <laughs> such responsible <laughs> dog <know>. owners. <laughs> and there was another time when I had to say to the kids, where's Mushroom? And they went, oh, I don't know, I think he might have gone to the park. <gasps> there I was running down the park <laughs> to collect Mushroom. <laughs> Just taking himself for a walk. yeah. There's kids left the gate open, mushrooms gone out for a little plod down to the park. That's a classic though, isn't it? Kids leaving the gate open, or you've left the the door open, or answered the door, and the dog's just shut off, and there's so much going on, you've not even had time to realise that the dog's disappeared. And all along the same lines as microchipping, with cats, do they not have to be microchipped by law? Not by law. Okay. It's strongly recommended, obviously, um, and I think it's... um, thankfully due to like campaigning and, and places like here it's becoming more and more common but it's not a legal requirement and if you're purchasing your cat or kitten from um, an unofficial source maybe or uh, privately uh, and so like shipping, a breeder yeah. <coughs> or a, an online seller <coughs> maybe um a more casual breeder um and microchipping is not done as standard there's potentially nothing prompting you to go and get it done as a follow-up not to mention the cost of it as well okay but you must have that with people often, their cats often get pregnant and they have litters. It happens all the time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And they won't be microchipped with those particular. No. We, um, on that topic, we, we very regularly here have a kitten season, but once a year. Um, When's kitten season? Uh, the warmer months. So I'm always telling people sort of March onwards, but um, I'm predicting maybe an, another month or so later this year. Is that because the cats like to get busy when it's warmer? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a staggering <laughs> amount of unmuted <laughs> females out. Um, so yeah, following on from what Elaine said, that's a, a lot of microchips that need to be put in and probably aren't put in. Mm. Do you find a lot of cats that come in aren't microchipped then? Because we get a lot of dogs are microchipped now because it's Often illegal Often not registered though, but they are True. microchipped. But yeah. So like I, wouldn't, I, I, would, I would go with 50-50. Yeah. Um, because... Our cat section team deal with the stray cat intakes. Um, they would probably have a better a view on that, but I'd, I'd argue 50 This leads us on to our next point because Dan has <laughs> just <laughs> done the stray in inverted commas. Um, a cat, can cats be strays? This is a bit of a controversial cats subject. Cats can be strays. How many cats are strays um, is a different story, and I think a lot of people jump to the conclusion that 
the cat is astray when in many cases the cat is actually just out and about minding its own business and having a great time or choosing to relocate potentially. Um, but is that something cats do? You just yep. get bored in their previous home yep. and decide to find a better one? Yeah, um, I think it's, it's quite common knowledge that we own dogs but we don't necessarily own our cats. They own uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, if you don't keep your cat content, um, busy household and they're looking for somewhere a bit quieter to relax, wouldn't be surprised if they, they wander off to a quiet house around the corner where they get slightly better food and they can chill out in the garden. And that owner might potentially bring that cat in as a stray because it thinks that it hasn't got anywhere else or to go. Or what potentially is more common, um, just keep them. Oh, I've okay. got a few stories of, um, along those lines. Uh, sometimes they, they might find themselves going to a home where that person is concerned for that cat's welfare but can't take them in because of existing cats or bills or whatever and so we'll bring them into a place like this um, where they could have potentially taken a few easy steps to reunite them with their original owners um, and all we've done when they've arrived is we, we've scanned for a chip, found it and then called them and they've come pick them up. But so if they're not chipped? But if they're not chipped, yeah. So if somebody phones you then and, and says they think they've got a stray cat, what would you advise those people to do? Just leave it there? or uh, So... Not run, knock on doors? Certainly don't um, feed the cat um, because you're just encourage, you're, you're reinforcing that behaviour encouraging them to keep coming back. Um, make a visual assessment of whether you think that, that cat's healthy or not. If there's no immediate need for them to have any veterinary care, which oftentimes there isn't, just leave them to it. They've probably just wandered wandered along, found you outside the, the back of your home and, and just interested in getting some fuss and maybe a bit of food. Yeah, you do get that um, sometimes when mm. you walk into the shop and you get cats just come up to you for a fuss. Yep. Yeah. And obviously, because cats don't wear collars like dogs often do, mm. it's hard to tell if that cat does have an odour. Yeah, would, would Green's advice on collars, um, even if you don't plan to use them long term, uh, even short term, just as they first start going outside, it can be a useful indicator to your neighbours that this new cat in the, the neighbourhood isn't a stray because a lot of people will pick it up and bring it in if mm. they, they recognise it. Um, social media is a wonderful thing, and a lot of local village Facebook groups are populated with photos and posts of, hey, I've just had this cat wander into my garden. Does it belong to anyone? Mm-hmm. And then you get about five comments of, oh, yeah, he comes into my garden as well, before you actually have an owner go. Just a very sociable yeah, cat that likes Teddy, to make the rounds. Leave him alone. <laughs> He'll come home soon. Please don't feed him. Why don't we put collars on cats? Um like the quick release yeah, ones, yeah. do so some people use them or do. is it not yeah. really a widely used thing? Um, the advice we give out is, it's very much, I'll always ask people what your stance is on collars because you, you tend to get people that are in one or two groups. They're either very strongly for the collars because they might have a bell on them that deters prey or they might have a reflective surface on them that highlights them to cars in the dark or you get people that are seriously worried that their cat's going to get caught on something and injure itself. So um, I'll always point out to people that if you're going to opt for a collar, make sure it's a safety release one. It's not essential because some cats are going to decide that they don't actually want to wear collars. And if they're half smart, the safety release ones, they can snap, take them off themselves. Really? Um, what, yeah. purposefully hang themselves no, to take no, the collar off? Get, get a paw in there, use a bit of force. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is possible. Um, <laughs> but it, so it's not that we don't put them on cats. Um, it's not something we tend to send them home on because you get owners in... in, in these two quite distinct groups. Um, but w- I'll recommend it for the first few weeks the cat's going outside just as an indicator to people that it's not a stray. So after they've done their seven-day stray time here, both cats and dogs do their seven-day stray. So if no one reclaims them within that seven days, we obviously rehome them, mm-hmm. like you said. Um, have we ever had a dog or cat that's been found 
and reunited years after the owners have lost them. Does that ever happen? Yeah, that has happened a couple of times. I remember um, a working cocker spaniel that was from Liverpool, I think, and made its way down to here. Um, and seven years later, the owners had spotted it on the website just because they were looking for another dog. Um, and it came back in and it was there. That's crazy. Dog. They must have yeah. been so happy to find their dog. Yeah, that dog I must mean, have been... Well, did it remember them? Yeah. Well, I, it was quite a happy dog anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to tell. Yeah. But yeah, the, the daughter of the family was really, really overcome, obviously. She was just hysterical. Crying. Oh, that's sweet. amazing. You must but just yeah. give up all hope yeah, after yeah, that Yeah, they long. must have came looking at the website because they wanted to get another dog. <gasps> oh. And there was their dog. Was. Oh, I know. what a tearjerker. Yeah. What about cats? Um, cat had gone missing for about nine years. She'd um, basically gone gone round the corner or a couple of streets away. Um, moved in with a an elderly neighbour, as it were, or a, an elderly person a few streets off. Was being fed, um, quite content there. This person passed away um, after about four years, and the cat then went on to live with one of her relatives. So I suppose, as far as the relative was concerned, this cat did belong to um, my grandma or my mum, whoever it was no real need to, to to look for an original owner or check for a chip or anything um in that situation once the cat had gone to the the relative she wasn't actually allowed in the home and she she was living in the woodshed um, on the back which she seemed quite content with but as the years went by and, and she got older and it was getting colder he did have some concerns for her welfare and that's when he got in touch with wood green uh, explained i don't really think i can give her what she needs anymore um came in as a standard intake checked for a chip there was one already in there it wasn't indicated to us that she had one uh called the original owners they were a, a number of streets away from the the old lady's house they came and collected took her home yeah happy days eight or nine years later <laughs> i'm not on tender hooks please I'm terrified of that ending <laughs> <laughs> so happy ending sad ending. Oh, <laughs> it just shows like the amount of things we have to deal with in yeah. terms of strays and intakes it's it's crazy isn't and it? every stray's got a good story behind it really haven't yeah they? but how do you stop a cat from straying if it just wants to be somewhere mm. else you can't keep it indoors can you if it wants no, to be out definitely don't keep it indoors <laughs> um you can um slightly reduce the the distance and the amount of time that cats spend wandering by neutering them uh, I'm generalising, and there will be some cats that fall outside of that, either because of temperament or breed. But generally speaking, if you're new to your cats, um, they don't wander quite as far. Okay. There's not quite all those those hormones pumping around <laughs> that would cause them to go on the prowl. <laughs> go on the prowl. <laughs> hormones. Never heard. I would have thought I'd hear that from you, Dan. <laughs> um, um, so as well as you know, sort of stray cats finding their way to people's houses and stray dogs being handed into us we do get some dogs i don't know about cats but i've heard of dogs that have been abandoned on site aren't there so people yeah. that have just turned up and left the dogs tied up somewhere yeah, that's happened or several times it's yeah. happened quite a few times and i remember it? one time um tom got a phone call at home to say somebody had thrown their d- a dog over the fence <gasps> into the field and tom had to come up and try and catch the little sweet jack russell oh um so yeah that's happened a few times and um, there was one recently, I think. Was it the, the collies? I can't remember because I don't think I was here. I think I was on maternity leave. Oh, we had someone come in with two collies a yeah. few, like maybe three or four years ago. And I think he tried to bring them in, but we didn't have any space. So yeah. he tied them to the desk or tried to tie them to the desk in reception, old reception. And um, 
we'd managed to before we ran off we'd managed to sort of grab him um and you know ask him what the problem was and if we could help and it turned out that he had the male collie who had some problems so we got the female collie to try and help with things but it just made it worse mm. so we ended up taking in the female collie and giving him advice and, so, and support yeah. through yeah. our behaviorists for yeah. the male collie and he actually kept the male collie who was going to be really hard to rehome because mm. he had all sorts of issues um so that one's kind of a happy ending because we managed to kind of turn things around yeah. for him um, I guess because people think they're doing a good thing by tying the dogs up. Yeah, and if you're going to tie your dog up somewhere. In a rescue. But <laughs> yeah. having said that, we've got a very, very busy road out the front, Absolutely, haven't we? Yeah. And the car park is just a few metres away from that main road. Yeah. What about cats? Do you ever get people bring cats on site and try and leave them? Oh, yeah. 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 Loads. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <Obviously>. Sometimes <laughs> um, I, I think that it's relatively common that it's, oh, yeah, I just found this cat or oh, this cat's been kind of straying around me for a while. So we're going back to the, the whole stray topic, uh, claiming it's a stray when actually okay. it's their cat and they know a suspicious amount of information about the animal. <laughs> so <laughs> like it what its loves name is, Royal uh, Cannon. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> loves to be petted like on your lap. sleeping with you at night. <laughs> <laughs> How um, do you know that? We get that with dogs quite <laughs> a lot though, don't we? Very obviously the owner bringing in yeah. a stray. And, and it's funny with dogs because people will bring the dog in as a stray, leave their details because we ask for the finder's details mm. and then... We'll check the microchip and it'll come up with the finder's <laughs> details. And then you have to ring the finder and go, um, <laughs> we actually have yeah. you down as the owner of this dog. And people just claim ignorance, don't they? Yeah. They just, I mean, and, and in a way you can understand it. If you need to um, rehome your dog, you know, circumstances have changed or whatever, it's quite a long wait to get it sometimes a dog into a kennel. Dog in, yeah. People are desperate, aren't they, sometimes? Yeah, to make that decision. And once you've made that decision, you just want to do it, don't you, really? Yeah. It's quite harsh. It's quite an to emotional thing. Dog yeah, yeah, but if you're willing to rehome or relinquish your dog through, like, the proper channels and you're you're doing so responsibly and you're doing the right thing for that dog, then Wood Green and most other charities will give you as much support as they possibly can. And yeah, try and, and do you can get a full history on the dog. Quickly as possible. It's the best yeah. way for them to come in. If they come Definitely. in as a stray, we don't know anything about the animal. Um, mm. And the examples I gave were where the, the cat's dumped by somebody. They actually drop, like, giving it to us in, in a carrier. But um, similarly to the dog over the fence, um, cats dropped over the fence in the evening or just left in a carrier outside and the person <gasps> disappeared. Or, yeah, oh selection oh um cardboard boxes you know mum and kittens in a cardboard box wow. in, a, in a taped shut in litter tray in a taped shut so litter you can get the enclosed litter trays with the little doors having the, the door taped over they're on in there god a variety um we can't not talk about lurchers really can we oh. um mm. because um they're one of the most popular breeds that we get in australia and actually people think we get staffies in they're our biggest breed. Yeah, they're still coming up today. Um, people, oh yeah, lost staffies, don't they? Not anymore. Not so much not anymore. So much no, anymore. it's died well down now. It has. Um, in Christmas of 2018, over 50 percent of our kennel capacity was made up of lurchers. I remember that. Wow. Stray I lurchers. Remember that really wow. well. I just felt like there was nothing else on site. And it's re- it's hard to rehome lurchers, isn't it? Yeah. So 50 percent of our dog population on site was stray lurchers. It's That's rarely crazy. a breed that people come in to ask for. Very no. rarely. Bless them. Why do they normally come in as strays? Um, they're used by um, certain communities for coursing. Okay, um, so hair coursing. Hair coursing's amazing in this area because it's so flat. It's perfect for hair coursing. Mm. And and 
lurchers that come into us often in a pretty poor yeah, state. Trevor. What, Trevor. Trevor. Tripod Trevor. Yeah. He had three legs, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to remove his leg. When that, oh. that happens so, that's so common, removing because they get injured, they can't cause anymore. So, so they're not any value to skinny. them. So do they do that because they run onto roads and get hit by cars or because it's such uneven ground it's that they just... Yeah, run across a pothole or anything. They've got <gasps> twig legs, haven't they? They're run through a easy. bramble bush. Yeah. It'll cut up. Oh, they can come in with some really bad tears, yeah, can't awful. they? And yet, despite that, can still be the friendliest dogs. They are just so, so trusting. <laughs> but yeah. some of them come in very timid and mm. very emotionally yeah. damaged and scarred from the whole yeah. thing because they're not often kept very nicely. In between hair coursing, no. are they? No, their experience of being around people isn't always the most pleasant. And a huge cost as well to yeah. rehabilitate these dogs. I mean, leg amputations, that's yeah, a massive yeah, operation yeah. and recovery, isn't it? Yeah. Three-legged cats are quite popular Hairless as well. Harry, he was another one quite recently, wasn't he? Hairless Harry, I like these yeah. nicknames. <laughs> Tripod yeah, Trevor. Three legs and no hair, <laughs> obviously. Why but did he have no hair? Just had a horrible skin condition. Oh. But he's na- we've seen updates of him in his home and he's got lovely ginger hair now. Oh, but when they don't get reclaimed, obviously we rehabilitate them here. And sometimes it can take months. Okay, yeah, because they're not the most popular breed. They, they will stay here a bit longer than most other mm. dogs, really. And they struggle in the winter, don't they? They like being warm. They, they like being cosy. Oh, they're they like all being walking around with their jumpers and their coats on. <laughs> Staff trying to take them to the walk. They can't get past the welcome centre because it's warm in here and we have lots of food. Oh, and they love coming in yeah, here for like treats. Yeah, they here for little mm-hmm. treats Aww. and snuggles. We can make a whole video just of... Clips of the, the lurchers walking through the front door and getting a snack from front desk. <laughs> <laughs> they know which way side their bread's buttered, don't they? <laughs> and you kind of touched on it before, um, which was kitten season. Um, do we get a lot of kittens coming in as strays or a lot of pregnant mums coming in as strays? I don't have the figures, but a lot, significant really? amount. Really? Yeah. And what, just because they've wandered off and had kittens or because people don't want to deal with the kittens? I feel like uh, a lot of them do wander off, find, find a place to, to give birth and, and then a... Somebody finds them. Yeah, um, in in some more extreme cases, uh, in a plant pot in someone's garden, um, in the cab of someone's tractor in a field. Wow. Um, in a shipping transport container, come um, storage container, like in a in a warehouse type place. Gosh. And behind loads of pallets. Um, yeah. Not the ideal place to give birth. No, and not, where not I the ideal choose. place to catch them either. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the moral of the story, make sure you get them neutered because we get, we get far too many every year. Um, we do find homes for all of them, but um, there's plenty of older cats that need homes that are getting overlooked because we've got lots of kittens. Well said, Dan. Mm. And we don't only deal with stray dogs and cats. We haven't got someone here that's an expert in small animals, but we have to give them a shout out because we get a lot of small animals that are abandoned on mm. site or come yeah. into us as strays as well, don't we? And you worked for a little bit on smalls, which I yeah. did not even know. A lot when I first started, yeah, it was a long, long time ago. It's very different now. <laughs> but, like, we do sometimes get... We've had rabbits in boxes that have yeah, been abandoned yeah. on site. Um, Sam, who used to work on smalls that works here now, was telling me that um, racing pigeons from as far as France have been found mm. on site yeah. Yeah. and have Scotland. been reunited with o- their owners. Yeah. Um, ferrets that have been Ferret, reunited yeah. with their owners because ferrets and rabbits are the only other animals that we microchip aren't yeah. they mm. and working ferrets often get microchipped yeah. don't they so when they make it down the rabbit holes to flush out the rabbits if they're working ferrets mm. they get lost down the rabbits, rabbit holes and then end up popping up somewhere where someone then finds them yeah. don't make apparently the best pets initially 
because they're a bit biased. Yeah, not, yeah, not the working <laughs> types. Yeah. yeah. But she was telling me about um, one they had that they sort of rehabilitated and worked with a lot, and he went and lived with other ferrets and was a lovely pet. Mm. So even feral ferrets <laughs> can make <laughs> lovely pets. Um, we had um, colleagues bring in stray cockerels as well, didn't we, from <gasps> local area? When you say local area, the petrol station down petrol the road. Station down the road. It's <laughs> where you find all your cockerels. <laughs> um, yeah, it got stuck in a ditch eventually, I think, in a bramble in a ditch, and the staff had to go in and cut all their arms mm. to try and get him out. Um, I think it took them a few days to yeah. Yeah. to free him. Evenings. <laughs> Evenings, <laughs> yeah. yeah, out of hours. And then he got rehomed within five days, which is unheard of for a cockerel. It's basically all of our happy endings just happen on schools. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all we've got for today. Hang on, hang on. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> um, we're going to try something this week. Rosie's going to be like, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're going to do a would you rather. Um, and it's not about animals. Well, some of it's a bit about animals. And Elaine has uh, helped me on this. Um, and Elaine's children. <laughs> Can you tell? Um, would you rather have an elephant's trunk or a giraffe's neck? Well, I'd always go for a giraffe's neck because I'm so small. Oh, you are. You're tiny. <laughs> I can barely see you above your microphone. Like I'm <laughs> like a child at the counter. Um, I'm definitely going for the elephant's trunk because it's like basically like a third arm. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. like going downhill. That's um, not the included. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you very, very much for joining me. Dan and Elaine, it was a pleasure. We learned a lot about strays. We'd love to hear from you, um, listeners, viewers. Um, so please ask us a question about pets, anything you want. It could be about what we discussed today. It could be a would you rather question if you fancy it. Um, email podcast at woodgreen.org.uk. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Thanks.